Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. episode of the sideline today we have a really special guest and one of my favorite people on tour jamie loeb went the college route for two years at the university of north carolina chapel hill before deciding to turn pro in 2015 she amassed a number of impressive achievements on the way including being the number one ranked college player in 2014 winning the NCAA Singles Championship in 2015 and reaching her career-high WTA ranking of 132 in 2018. Jamie and I have shared so many fun memories on tour together and an equal number of why is tennis so freaking frustrating moments. I'm so excited to catch up. It's been a while. We do text quite often, but Jamie, how are you? Vicky! Oh my god, I am so excited for this. I am <laughs> good. I haven't completely lost my mind yet in quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> there's, been, there's definitely been days where I'm like, oh god. But um, yeah, I'm good for the most part. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on. So we have a segment on the podcast where I give my sideliners a song of the week. And it's only right I give you the honors, but I just want to let you know, we do have high expectations around here, so no pressure, but what tune do you have for us this week? Ooh, okay. Um, Most of you may not know this song because it came out on Friday, but it is called Three-Headed Goat, Lil Dirk, Lil Baby, and Polo G. (laughs) Oh, ratchet as ever. I'm actually really shocked it's not a Cardi B song. I feel like Cardi B is just a staple in your playlist always. I mean, I'm sure it still is, but... A hundred percent. I'm just waiting for her to drop a new album, like, any day now, because I feel like it's just bound to happen. But, oh, yeah, I mean, I was the Cardi undergrad, but I just wanted to spice it up a little bit today and give people a different look. On sale drugs, still be paranoid, keep looking over my shoulder. Niggas lying like I'm stealing swag, but it's my shit like I wrote it. These rappers really nice as hell, I'm a different nigga when I'm pissed off. Many say he gon' press up on who? I'ma get the steal like I'm Chris Paul. Back to back suburbans, I'm a big dog. I was in the slum serving fit and all. Zombie land junkies having withdrawals. I've been getting to a lot of missed calls. Turn it off, what the fuck is he talking about? I should slap him for saying he Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Okay, so just to pivot a little bit here, I know you've been 
heard or you have played in the Women's Pro Series in Tampa, which is a series they're doing to kind of help players get back out there and make some income. And while I imagine that's been really nice to get out there and play and compete, I'm sure that's been a little bit scary given this pandemic as well. I have a lot of questions about that, which I want to get into later on in the episode. But before I do, I just want to ask you what your schedule has been like. Give us a day in the life, Jamie, quarantine edition. Okay, so I have found my new um, hobby, which is collecting plants. Like, I am now a plant lady. I have three little succulents and, like, three big plants or big-ish plants. It's very strange. Never thought that'd be me. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking care of them. And I am learning how to cook. I've come up with some good bowl recipes. I'm awful at baking. Um, I'm working out pretty much every day, either outside or, um, I've been, you know, basically kind of quarantining with Irina Falcone. Like we've been working out at this home gym together and it's been really good to have someone to hold you accountable and, um, be with and kind of, you know, push each other during this time. Cause it's really easy to just be lazy and put things off. So I've been trying to write down a little schedule each day and make sure I, uh, do what I need to do because I'm very routine oriented and uh, yeah so I've been um, just keeping up with fitness food and plants I love that and I feel like succulents are pretty easy to take care of as well so I feel like if anyone's gonna just dip their toe into being a plant lady <laughs> succulents are definitely the way to go yeah I heard you can't really kill them so I'm yeah like I'll be pretty devastated if they end up dying but I think you know so far so good so far, so good. And you're saying you've been staying in shape every day. What are some of the workouts that you're doing? Are you kind of following your own program or are you on YouTube keeping up with uh, some videos? Tell us a little bit about that. A little bit of everything. I think now is a good time where we can be creative with our workouts. So I've done a lot of different ones on Peloton. Um, I've also started to do some meditation and I've done that through Peloton. A couple of YouTube workouts. Um, Irina and I have been coming up with like strength programs. I mean, she's mainly been putting it together and then like, I'll just give my input. Um, because where we've been working out at the home gym, like they have, uh, weights, which has been really helpful. And then, uh, yeah, just going outside, going for little runs or using the grass for sprints. And I mean, also taking this time to just go on walks. I mean, I don't really like doing long walks or walking in general, but, I think that's just been the thing, and it's also just been nice to go outside um, if I've been in my apartment for the day, just to go outside, go for a walk. So I've been mixing it up, uh, trying to be creative, um, yeah, do what I can with what I have. I think that's one thing I've also kind of realized in quarantine is certain things that we've taken for granted. Like, I've seen some of my friends talk on their social media, like, going on my 500th walk or something, and I'm like, you really just take a simple walk for granted. That's kind of like one of the simple pleasures we can do now that's safe and not too, too scary. So I really love that you're going on a walk and mixing it up. And I think one thing that I've found particularly difficult to overcome for myself, obviously I'm trying to stay in shape and work out as much as I can, is it's really difficult to have something to work towards, right? Because we don't really know what's going to happen in the future as far as competing and getting back out there. And I know that in your case, you, like I said earlier, you went to the Pro Tennis Series. Tell us a little bit about how that opportunity first came about. I'm sure that was 
you know, kind of nice and also a little bit scary. So how, how did that start for you? Yeah, I mean, like you said, like, during this time, like, I just want to go back, like, going for walks and things like, things like that. Like, I've actually really appreciated that. And also just seeing a lot of people just be, not a lot of people, but just, like, you know, social distancing. But, like, just people, like, going on walks and things like that. And it's kind of cool to see, like, people appreciating nature and just a little thing. But, um, anyways, back to the Pro Series uh, event. So, I got in contact with the guy that is um, running it right now. Uh, his name is Harry, and he, I've kind of known him, like, he's from New Jersey, I'm from New York, and he was looking for girls because it started off with, uh, as a guy's event, and, um, you know, he wanted me to be a part of it, and I was a bit, like, not gonna lie, I was skeptical, um, so I'm like, you know, should we really be doing this right now, like, this is a time, this is a pandemic where, like, everyone should be, you know, social distancing and keeping away, and, like, there's no sports for a reason, so I kind of like, you know, I didn't want to jump right into it, but, um, you know, I kind of just seeing what the guys were doing and also talking to other players to get their view on it and just asking him, like, how it's going to be run. Um, but, yeah, so the women's event started, yeah, the first week was last Monday. Um, I ended up playing two days. Uh, I played Thursday and Sunday. And uh, I know a lot of girls, like, they're playing between, like, two to four days or yeah, I think like four days is the max, but it's two matches a day, um, two full sets and then third set tie break on the women's side. And yeah, I was, um, I didn't know, I didn't have expectations going into it, but at the same time, like I'm a competitor. I want to win, like whether it's practice, whether it, it counts for something or doesn't, like I still want to give it my best. So it was kind of tough because, yeah, you're guaranteed a certain amount of money. So it's like, okay, I'm making some income, but at the same time I want to be prepared or I want to, like, make the most of it. Um, and that's, like, what I've been kind of battling back and forth. Like, what do I value more? Because I went into it, and then I was extremely sore um, during the first day of, like, my matches because my body wasn't used to that load. And I'm sure everyone else, like, was pretty sore and tired. And it's just kind of a shock because, like, I was just hitting – here and there, um, you know, leading up to it just to get a feel for for the ball again. But it's kind of crazy when you, like, go from playing three to four hours a day or even an hour or two a day at, like, five, six days a week to nothing for almost two months or just, like, a couple of times a week. Like, it, it's just crazy how, you know, your body just kind of forgets things or the way you move or just the way you feel out there. So I was skeptical about it. Um, but then, you know, I was like, okay, it's a great opportunity, but now I might lay low for a little bit. Um, you know, I want to prepare a little bit better for it, uh, just physically, just being in more better tennis shape and just, um, maybe doing some more like agility things. So yeah, yeah. it's, it, it, it just really depends like what you want to get out of it. If it's just the money, if it's to get better, like, you know, for me, I don't really jump into things right away. I like to gradually work my way up to where I'm com like comfortable and confident, but it's a weird time right now. It's like you have these opportunities, so you want to take it, but you also want to be safe and careful at the same time. Yeah, of course. And, and like you said, I can imagine going from zero to a hundred, a hundred being playing two matches a day. That's, 
definitely a lot given that we haven't really been able to train the right way and really prepare our bodies the right way. I think the only instance really that you have two matches a day is when you're at a tournament playing singles and doubles. So to be launched into two matches of singles, I think that's a lot for the body to take. And you said, you know, it was an adjustment period for you for those two matches. How did your how did your body feel kind of like after you did those two days? I imagine especially with you driving back and forth between Orlando and Tampa, um, I'm sure that was a lot to take in. Tell us what those kind of couple days were like. Yeah, so I did um, Thursday and then drove back and then um, played again Sunday. And yeah, it was it was a lot yesterday. Um, it wasn't as bad. Like it was, I think like it was it was better, but also matches were shorter. Like were shorter. But on Thursday, I was feeling I was already feeling it on the court, and it's just. Yeah, like I was saying, it's kind of crazy how things just go away and your body isn't used to doing um, what it always did. Um, but just mentally, too, it's just, I, just, yeah, just being in that position and competing. And um, it's tough because there, we don't really know the timeline and it's, it's going to keep changing. Like, I don't know if there's going to be, um, you know, WTA, ITF tournaments the rest of this year. And it's, it's tough to stay motivated and like work towards something when there's no, there's just a lot of unknowns and that's just a challenge for me. And I think this is a good opportunity or time for me to figure out like, what are my goals? Like what each day, like, what do I want to accomplish? Um, Cause that's just how I am. And yeah, like moving forward, if I do play mo- more in this tournament, like just making sure I have like, a goal or what do I really want to get out of it? Like, and just make that clear. So I'm not just out there just to be out there. Cause at the same time, I don't want to practice that habit. Exactly. For sure. And, and I was watching some of your matches. I didn't catch all of them, but as far as I can tell, you were definitely waxing the competition. <laughs> Jamie took a break in quarantine. She's like, listen, I'm going to come back and have no mercy on a single soul out here. <laughs> And you know, watch me more often then. Maybe it's you, because then it, like, went downhill real quick. <laughs> oh, really? Whatever I was watching, it was an absolute blowout. <laughs> Another really interesting thing, too, I think, obviously, they're trying to be as safe as possible. One of the things that you guys were doing was uh, touching brackets at the end of the match when you were done. So what were some of the, like, kind of weird adjustments that you had to make to be safe? Uh, yeah, so... We each had a can of balls with our initials on it, and we would only touch, like, our balls, like, to serve. And then um, to give the other, you know, the other girls their balls, like, you would just, like, pick it up. Like, you wouldn't physically touch it, and you just, like, hit it over. Um, Which, you know, you had to think about that. In the beginning, like, I was just really focusing, like, okay, like, which ball is mine? And that kind of takes a little bit of time. It was was honestly a third routine off a little bit. Um, and at the end, you have like an air racket high five or like good match or whatever. I like, guess at the end of the day, this is like a practice match, but yeah, it's, it's just weird and different. And, um, you know, I'm definitely more cautious and like, you know, of yeah, touching things and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely different. Yeah. I can definitely imagine how having a routine, I think, you know, I was watching a little bit of Francesca's match too. And Francesca has a bit of a habit where she, 
um, touches her face before she serves and has kind of like her own little quirky things like Nadal, sort of how he does that. So I imagine if you have a bit of a routine like that, that's definitely like something that takes you back that you really have to think about not doing. But I think also it's obviously been really nice for you to get back into the competition. Obviously there's news that came out that the U.S. Open might reschedule to Indian Wells. As far as we know, everything is still up in the air, but as a New York native yourself, what were your thoughts when you read that news initially? I imagine that's going to be like really weird for all of us if we have to end up flying to California to play in a Grand Slam. Like, I don't even know if that's going to feel like a Grand Slam anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, there's just, you know, everything's up in the air. I don't even know if that's going to happen. Like, everyday things change. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but... Yeah, it's, it's strange because, you know, growing up, you know, being from New York, like always going to the Open, watching players, to me competing, like that's like my home slam, my home tournament. And, uh, you know, it's it's massive. And, uh, you know, you when you think of the U.S. Open, it's always jam-packed, jam-packed and the night matches and just the crowd and the fans and taking that away, that is a totally different experience. And, um, and yeah, and even moving it, it's, it's a whole different tournament. And I think for, for a while or for, yeah, for like, you know, the near future, future, like fans and crowds, like that's just going to be something that's probably going to change in the capacity and the, you know, like how many people can watch and all that. So it's a total change. And, but yeah, I just don't see it happening in New York with, you know, it being the epicenter of uh, Corona right now. Yeah, it's definitely really interesting. And I think, obviously, another thing that a lot of the players and the fans love about New York is you get that crowd that you kind of feel like is nowhere else. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the first match of the day or the night match. You can just really feel the energy. So I imagine if it moves out of that location, then we're definitely going to feel a change of energy, given that it does happen. And I, I tend to agree with you in the sense that, like, I, I just really don't see it happening as much as we would want that to be the case. I just think there's too many scary things that could go wrong in having a lot of people in a crowd gathering. But I know the U.S. Open has a really special place in your heart for many reasons, like you said, being from uh, New York yourself. But in 2015, you won the NCAA Singles Championship, which granted you a wild card into the main draw. And there you played Caroline Wozniacki first round. And I'm sure that must have been a heck of an experience for you to be, you know, that young and, and having such an amazing college career to kind of like peak at that point too. winning the NCAA is no easy feat. And you got to play against, you know, someone so great like Caroline. What was that like for you, that whole experience? Yeah, that was an incredible experience. And, you know, Caroline, she's an awesome competitor player, but like also an amazing person and super sweet, super genuine. And, um, you know, I think everyone on tour can agree to that. And, uh, I remember after the match, I just sat on court when she was like doing her little on court, um, interview. Cause I just wanted to see what she said about me. <laughs> and she was like super gracious and super nice, but yeah, it was, you know, I think I learned a lot from that entire experience. Just, um, I, I think leading up to it, I was really overwhelmed. I was bombarded, like, you know, people out of the woodworks, you know, messaging me. And I just really didn't know how to handle it. And I just, I was just nonstop and my brain was on. And, um, 
you know, after that, like after that uh, match, I also took some time off um, to rest my back a bit. I had a little bit um, of an injury there. So it was, it was pretty stressful. I wish I enjoyed it a little bit more, but it was a pretty cool experience to make my pro debut on Arthur Ashe. I think I was, I was first on um, against Caroline, and Derek Jeter was at the match, and that just, you know, made my life because uh, growing up I was a huge Yankees fan and obviously he wasn't there to watch me he was there to watch her but like when they showed him on the screen I was like oh my god he's here <laughs> so that was pretty cool maybe he did come to watch you there's no confirmation <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe he's like who is this Jamie Loeb gal I need to investigate <laughs> And I completely agree with you about Caroline. I think, you know, it's a little bit rare to find people on tour who who seem super genuine and have a good heart and are just nice people. I think, obviously, that's very taken for granted on tour. Without getting into too much detail, there's definitely people on tour that are not fun to be around. But um, so going on that note, for you, do you find that you have a lot of friends on tour or do you kind of tend to keep more to yourself from that regard? Um, I think I'm friendly with a lot of girls, but I think as far as trusting and having close friends, I mean, I like to say you're one of my close friends, Vicky. I love <laughs> you. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's tough. And I think it's, you know, maybe girls in general that like, you know, there's always these little clicks or jealousy or whatever it is. Um, but I, I think I've always kept it to myself, even in juniors when I traveled with my mom, like, you know, it was just like me, my mom, my brother, my coach, and I wouldn't like socialize a whole lot, but, um, yeah, I mean, I try it like, you know, I'm not going to trust everyone out there. Cause at the end of the day, like we're all competing against each other and, you know, want to succeed. So you just got to be careful and have your guard up, which at times is tough because sometimes like I've been in places where I'm by myself or there's not much to do and I feel lonely and like, I want to hang out or socialize or like talk to someone there, but I don't fully trust them. So that's like the toughest part. But at the end of the day, like I know who my real friends are and I love them and I'm very appreciative. Appreciative. Yeah, and I think one of the things that when I talk to a lot of players who have gone the college route and then go on tour, I think one of the toughest things, too, coming from college, you're in an environment where you are surrounded by people that you know you can rely on, that you know you can trust. That doesn't mean that everyone is always going to get along, but at the end of the day, there's that sense of like community um, that I'm sure the transition to the tour is like a little bit you know, very different at first, going from that kind of structure to the tour. So obviously you've been out there playing professionally for a little for a little bit of time now. What are some of the things that you miss most about being in college? Do you think about the times you've spent and all your memories there? Of course. I mean, I always reminisce. And sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I wish I stayed longer um, just to have that, like, social experience. And I was fortunate that my two years, like, my team, like, I had the best teammates and coaching staff and just overall great experience and great environment. I know there's other players that didn't have that, so I'm really fortunate. And as you know, Haley Carter, um, love her. She is <laughs> one of my best friends, and I'm so happy she's on tour and she's absolutely crushing it in doubles. So 
it's it's like you know it's awesome to have her and like we're super close and like yeah we we always reminisce about our time together in chapel hill and then now us on the pro tour um but yeah i do miss that camaraderie um you know it's comfortable when you're in college everything is there for you like you don't have to worry about your finances or scheduling like you know everything is mapped out and then all of a sudden you get thrown on tour and like you, you know you have to figure it all out and it's pretty scary um you know especially as like you know 19 20 like or even younger a lot of these girls are like, turning pro at a young age so it's scary but I think I've learned a lot about myself through this time and I think just my experiences from college has also um, helped me become who I am today yeah, I think that's so incredible, and that's such a great perspective to have. And I think, especially for you, for having such an amazing career in college, like I'm sure that gave you that much more confidence, and you've done so, so well on tour so far. I do want to ask a question real quick at the end. Your two favorite surfaces, I'm going to make you pick one, um, and it's going to be really hard. I don't know if you have an inkling of what I'm going to say, but... <laughs> um, well, see. We'll see. But to go back to what you said before, I think, you know, traveling when things aren't so easy, obviously, a lot of times we try to do our best to save costs. And I want to give the sideliners a bit of a story time because it doesn't have like, I mean, I guess it kind of happens a lot where players travel and kind of stay together and room together to help themselves out. But story time with me and Jamie and Jamie, please hop in at any point <laughs> to fill in the blanks. But in the summer, the summer of 2018, we played an ITF event in La Bisbal de Porta. Oh, my God. I probably butchered that. <laughs> Could not be proud. Oh, my God. I'd be so shunned. We played in La Bisbal de Porta, Spain. And uh, we were sort of forced to keep to ourselves because, honestly, we don't speak Spanish. And we had really no idea what was going on. But... We roomed together, and we organized for our coaches to room together as well to save costs, which was such a weird thing to launch them into because they met each other on the trip at the airport. Um, and that that tournament was an absolute disaster for me, but we had so many laughs. What do you remember from that trip? <laughs> like, that was so incredible. Honestly, I feel like that was the start of me, like, experimenting with the kitchen because we were literally right next to the grocery store and, like, we would just bring food in and, like, I don't know, maybe I would just microwave everything, but, like, food was a struggle. Like, it was a big struggle. Um, yeah, and I just also remember, like, getting there. It was such a grind. We, like, took, like, a train or two and, like, a taxi and, like, middle of nowhere and oh my god it was it was long I mean the people at the tournament were really they were really nice but it was just like a different a different world but like I mean, we would just like be hysterically laughing in the room every night <laughs> one of my favorite memories is when the sink went absolutely insane I think Danny I'm gonna send Danny the audio clip Danny you can plug it in here But that was unbelievable, like, so funny. It just, you just kind of take all these little things for granted when you're traveling overseas and you're in, like, a different environment and you have to just, like, adjust. Even, like, the foods, we were trying to find, like, comparable items for what we usually shop for in the States. Tough. Yeah, that was just, it's just tough. And, like, 
we were maybe like the only two or maybe there was like a total of like four Americans but like we were like obviously the closest and we didn't really know anyone else so it's just like a totally different vibe too when you go to a different country and you just like don't know anyone so I am so thankful that we traveled together and then like we were at the airport and I remember you sent me the video the other day of me with my like 10 bags just like Slipping it along <laughs> and it was oh my god I was like in a full sweat but I still that's still how I travel so some things never change I guess some things never change and that tournament was on red clay which I absolutely despise but the question that I, I won doubles there somehow wow I just did doubles <laughs> there so that's one positive from that trip <laughs> Oh my gosh, we had one L. Everything, or sorry, one W. Everything was such an L. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you went on like an hour long run and I was concerned about you. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was a heck of a trip. I'm pretty sure I took a vacation to Italy right after and saw my cousin because I was like, I need to just take a break from literally everything. <laughs> I remember that. You did. <laughs> so the question that I want to ask you, which I think is going to be a pretty tough I don't know. It might be easy for you to answer, but I know your two favorite surfaces are indoor hard and grass. So if you had to pick one over the other, which surface reigns supreme? Indoor hard because that's what I grew up on. And I think I've like had consistently the best results on indoor hard. I do love me some grass. Last year it was, it was not in my favor whatsoever, but I really enjoy indoor hard a lot. Yes, love that for you. Midland is like where you shine. You can count on you every single time, every single year in Midland, the 100K in Midland. Midland, love the crowd, love my housing there. Like, great vibes in Midland. Solid, solid vibes. I think it would be unfair to close out this episode without me asking the mandatory question of what has Chef Jamie been up to? I feel like cooking is almost everybody's pastime right now, and I've made some pretty wacky recipes myself, but what are some of the things that you've made during quarantine? So I've experimented a bit. I went a month where I was like, pretty like I was thinking like 98% like plant-based maybe a couple of times I like had scrambled eggs but like I experimented with that found myself snacking so much more I do love snacks like trail mix dark chocolate like I love snacks um but then I was like you know what I'm just gonna start incorporating like fish back in and maybe chicken a little bit so I've been making like other or last week I made some like really good um grilled salmon and asparagus and quinoa and then I think probably claim to fame right now is like all these different bowls I'm making I'll do like chickpea with sweet potato and like brussels sprouts and kale and rice like literally you can mix anything in the bowl and it just tastes good and then like I did been, been big on tofu um I did like a miso like Asian style bowl with some like I don't know like broccolini and sesame seeds are you getting inspiration from bole i feel like these are all like (laughs) like shout out to bole absolutely love them i actually sent one of the store managers like all my bowls i'm like oh my god like these are great i'm like you guys are my inspo but yeah i've been like going online and just 
um, there's like a site called Minimalist Baker that like I'll just find a bunch of recipes and these like I'll kind of make it my own or with what I have but my baking is absolutely atrocious like I just maybe because I just put like nothing in it like I take out all like bad ingredients and I just put in like extremely healthy things and it just doesn't really work out well so um you know but I'm really persistent though like I'm I, each time like I, I basically make the same thing and expect a different outcome which you know makes me insane uh, <laughs> but you know a for effort um maybe one of these days I'll make something unreal and uh, we'll have to talk about it Ooh, I can't wait for that. That sounds incredible. I feel like so many of my friends, too, have been sending me some of the stuff they're doing. Like, Francesca has been sending me these, like, healthy cupcake recipes and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to make a dessert, you got to go all out. Like, I respect the grind of a healthy bowl because we have to stay, you know, nice and good and fit and all that. But, like... (laughs) I don't know. Have you made, like, any desserts, or it's just kind of been mostly, like, experimenting with healthier bowls? Um, I have made, what have I made? Well, like, I jumped on whatever, that, like, banana bread bandwagon, like, way in the beginning. But still, the middle didn't cook right. I've made, like, different muffins, but with, like, chocolate chips or, like, fruit. Um, I, like, made my own trail mix. I've made, like, I don't know, like, I'm just scared to just, like, go and bake a cake, because I feel like I failed at all these little simple things already that, like, baking a cake, like, there's no chance. Um, So maybe, like, I actually have to follow the recipe instead of, like, sending, like, eggs with, I don't know, like, flax eggs or... Like applesauce or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, like, no wonder why I'm messing up, but... I don't know. We'll we'll see. But yeah, I'm kind of like Francesca, where like I'm just trying to make it super super healthy, and then I'm just down to fail. I can't wait to see your future pictures and recipes and uploads, and we're gonna be looking out for that on social media. But with all that being said, Jamie, thank you so much for your time today. You're an absolute treat as usual. I hope you had as much fun as I did. <laughs> Oh my god, I absolutely love this. Like, this gave me so much life and probably the highlight of my quarantine. A sit down, a virtual interview with Vicky Duval, the one. So fun to catch up. Sideliners, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to catch Jamie on ESPN3 if you want to follow some of her future matches, if you do end up playing some more matches. And we're going to go ahead and root her on. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for joining me, and I hope to catch you again next Wednesday.